Welcome to another free episode of the Shadow Ban Podcast. As we all know, the big tech censorship is getting out of hand and becoming quite Orwellian with each passing day. As you can imagine, this show that you all have generously supported in this past year is no longer being monetized. And for that reason, I have to ask that you help us reach our goals of bringing you higher quality content with higher profile guests. Head on over to shadowbandpodcast.com and check out some of our high quality merch or look for the donate button to help us grow the show and keep the content flowing. The only way we can fight back against the tech overlords is with your support. So please share the show with your friends, leave us a review, and consider helping us financially while rocking some of our awesome merch. Enjoy the show. Tonight's program will dive deep into fringe knowledge of lost, hidden, and suppressed truths about the nature of our reality. The decoding process can be uncomfortable and at times frightening. However, you are not alone on this journey of understanding. Welcome to the Shadow Band Podcast and welcome home. All right, round two. Everybody else won't hear round one. Round two, we're trying this again. We had the Clinton step in while we were uh, starting this off, but we got uh, we got old scary world with us today. Um, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, Tartaria, you know, the mud floods, get into it, maybe some flat earth talk, things like that. Um, oldscaryworld.com, old scary world on YouTube, mud flood memes on Instagram. This guy's putting out banger content. Um, What's up, brother? Let's do this again. Let's see if we can make it work. <laughs> yeah, no, let's try this again. Yeah, I'm doing good. Like I said, I'm just here to get the word out on the more fringe, the more serious uh, theories as we move forward in this 21st century. We need to shake off the old boomer conspiracies and get into the real conspiracies. Uh, I wouldn't even call them conspiracies, just the real history of our civilization and how over the last couple of years, it seems there's been some emerging debate about the, uh, the history of our civilizations, even here in the Americas and in Europe, and the, the true history of uh, architecture and uh, even religion has been uh, altered. So what, what I was saying, like we were saying in the first recording, uh, this kind of just started out as just a, an account that I would upload to every couple weeks or so and then i saw the interest just explode like i got thousands of of subscribers on youtube and thousands of subscriber followers on instagram and i said oh there must be something to this so then i really actually started to take it serious and i realized no one had memes like there was people doing videos like john levi and uh, uh autodidactic and divergent a few people on youtube but i also noticed that nobody was really corner in the market on the memes and i i know that memes are a good way using memetic kind of principles is a good way to get people 
interested in a, in a new subject. And so I said, well, I think I'm just gonna start taking this a little bit more serious. And as I started to take it more serious, it just seemed like it's all started to kind of make more sense. Uh, I don't know how much you or your listeners are familiar, but you said that you did a podcast about the, the World's Fairs. Yeah, we did World Fairs, um, just released it like a week or two ago, and it's already one of my top performing episodes. So I think there's definitely like a, a big like hunger for this kind of information. I, I think a lot of people in our community, they know that so many things are just complete bullshit, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be like the science or whatever the case is, but it, particularly history. And for me personally, that's a big thing because I'm a big believer that the history books are completely bullshit. You know what I mean? So this is super interesting. And I noticed that your Instagram did blow up, you know, in this last year, because I, like I said, was telling you before, I've, I've been following you for like a year or close to a year on Instagram. And uh, you definitely didn't have as many followers back then as you do now so it's pretty no, cool it's, yeah it, it started to take off and i noticed every time i uploaded a meme or a historic picture it was getting you know hundreds of likes and i said well i said this is weird because i'm not even trying i would just put hashtag mudflood hashtag tartaria something like that and then i said well there must be something to the hashtags so i just stuck with that formula and then I did some research about how hashtags work and how Instagram's always changing their hashtags. So I'll just let your listeners know in case they're interested in, in growth of their social media accounts. Don't use more than about six hashtags and use hashtags that people who follow you follow. So mm. when you put in the hashtag, you'll start seeing things um, populate the, the field there where you're typing. So you say put in mud flood and it says, you know, so-and-so follows that so you use those kinds of hashtags and then it spreads and then i can see how many times the post has been shared i can see how many times the post has been um saved you know and i started seeing oh people are hundreds and hundreds of people are sending this in dms to other people and then hundreds and hundreds of people are saving it which brings me higher up in the feed so it's kind of this just pollination thing Mm -hmm. So then I would follow other accounts, you know, follow everybody back that was in a bot. Cause I mean, I'm, everybody's got bots, but, um, and then comment on, on profiles that have more followers than me. And then they go in, and it just, it just kind of exploded. And then when I started doing the YouTube videos, cause I was doing the Instagram thing, the mud flood memes before the YouTube and then the YouTube like blew up and then I was getting, all these comments from people saying I was a shill. So I thought that was interesting. So I said, well, I must be doing something right. You know, and, um, and then I was a gatekeeper and then I was a CIA agent. And (laughs) so I said, well, if I'm getting comments like this, then I'm, then I'm like, I'm doing something right. Yeah. You know, you you get hit with that. If if people are calling you the shill, then you're definitely on the, on the right track. That's for sure. Yeah. Because that's just mostly people that are pissed off that their shit's not doing better. Like if their account was, you know, getting all kinds of fun, they were getting kind of all kinds of attention. And then I don't think they would be saying that. But the problem is, is people overshare. And that's the other problem is if you upload five, six times a day, you get pushed down in the algorithm. You know, and then also maybe your content just isn't that interesting. Yeah, you know, I was trying. I was trying to get monetized on YouTube, 
and I had enough followers, I had enough subscribers, and that just wasn't going to happen. So I said, okay, well, I don't really care about YouTube anyways, but what's funny is they still put ads on my videos, but I don't get any of that, uh, any of that revenue. But uh, yeah, like I was saying before in our first recording, uh, the thing about the, uh, the conspiracy thing is, is uh, we were, it was about time for something like this to happen for people to really look into more off the wall kind of stuff, more um, obscure topics because the JFK thing, the Roswell thing, uh, that's like boomer stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I grew up hearing about, you know, the grassy or yeah, the grassy knoll and uh, you know, uh, all that Lee Harvey Oswald stuff, which is interesting in itself, but I mean, it's been done to death and the uh, history channel still put, puts out shows about it, you know, and it's just like, we need something for our generation. So the tie-ins with, um, with the, with Tartaria and the mud flood and all this stuff. I mean, there's CIA documents talking about the mud flood, you know, yeah. and trying to code it's called the, the history of Adam and Eve. That's the document. And they looked into it and they think that there was some, some crustal displacement and then the, uh, earthquakes on the new meridian fault line. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, New Meridian Fault Line. And around 1812, there was just huge um, earthquakes that lasted for uh, off and on a couple of years. But there was definitely some huge seismic activity in 1812. And um, like I was saying before, you know, I'm from California. And I went to a mausoleum. It's on my it's on my YouTube channel where I do a, a walkthrough of a mausoleum. I couldn't find anybody born before 1860. Mm. No one. So I said, "Who, if, who the hell built San Francisco?" Because there was there was no graves. And I went out to the graveyard. I went to a few different cemeteries. Couldn't find any graves of people who were old enough to have built the original San Francisco in 1849. So that was weird. And then I had people telling me that it was Chinese slaves and Native Americans. And all. I said, that doesn't make any sense. I said, yeah, I said, they might have been doing some of the some of the work, but still, it just doesn't add up. So like I said, I looked into it a little bit more. And yeah, that's the that's that's where you lose people is when you start telling them that the buildings were already here. They just they won't go for it. Yeah, that's super interesting, too. And, you know, just, you know, watching your feed on Instagram a lot when you post those pictures uh, where you can clearly see that buildings were dug out. I mean, I don't really have an example off the top of my head. I'm sure you probably do. But, you know, you can clearly see where there's like this this line in these buildings um, where they were dug out. But not only that, that the doorways and the windows are so much bigger, you know, than what you would expect them to be for regular size humans. Right. So that would lead me into this whole other line about like the Nephilim and the giants and that kind of thing as well. But it's super interesting. And then, you know, going back to the world fair for a second there, you know, uh, Matt from great deception was breaking down all this stuff from the world fairs and how they built these giant, uh, uh, you know, buildings and stuff. And, in a year, in eight months, you know oh, yeah. what I mean? And it's like, there's yeah, no way. The timeline's really screwy. And uh, you see that a lot in Utah uh, with the insane asylum. There was a state hospital and it's like, the thing was massive. The thing was like, I don't know, you know, as big as the hospitals that we build nowadays. 
and there was supposedly uh, a very small population there of just um, uh, Mormons. And so the theory is, is that actually the insane asylums were built, you know, long ago and they were palaces and all this kind of stuff. And then they took all the people who remembered, you know, what it was like before the reset and they shoved them into the hospital, the state hospital. But this thing, if you look it up, it's like, um, it's, it's gone now, but it was supposedly built in like one year and it's all stone, massive, you know, it looks like a castle, it looks like a palace. And it's like, why were we building these magnificent palaces to house crazy people? And how many crazy people really were there in the West, in the basically the high plains, which is basically like an elevated desert uh, in 1850, 1860? Like, why did it doesn't it just doesn't it just doesn't add up? And then some of these buildings were told were post offices and city hall, and they look like European palaces. Mm-hmm. And we see this in South America. We see this in Australia. We see this. We see the same kind of architecture. It's just kind of like how the mainstream narrative would tell us, like, "Oh, there's pyramids here. And there's pyramids here," and it's like the pyramid thing's done to death. You know, it's like, and then then they want you to stop there. You know, you know how you can tell that they're hiding something from us is when you look back in high school they talk about ancient egyptians like they're the first people like they're the they're not even close right they never tell you about the sumerians they never tell you about you got to go to college to learn about that or go back or any of those places right and they don't tell you about the babylonian uh temples and the gates to ishtar and all that crazy stuff and why we went to iraq in the early 2000s and how we were looking for these ancient stargates and you know cigarette of ur Ooh, i like this yeah 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 you know yeah you know what i'm talking about oh yeah so i grew up like i said i i was born in the 80s and uh you know i started watching the x-files in the early 90s and i remember all that stuff about alien and everybody was spooked out about that stuff i mean that was a mainstream television show you gotta think about that was predictive programming for project bluebeam yeah i mean you know about project bluebeam oh that was my first episode and i've gone on multiple shows talking about bluebeam it's one of my favorites yeah they want people to believe in aliens now see mm-hmm. before they, they they do that thing with the like the carrot on a stick thing like oh yeah we don't want you to know who who top secret <laughs> and now they're trying to tell people oh yeah aliens are real aliens are real. yeah i totally believe in aliens yeah totally <laughs> no i don't believe in any of that crap like i said i'm a christian i don't believe and little green men i believe in demons mm-hmm. it's all it's all demon. people say oh, i was abducted you weren't abducted by alien. you were possessed by demons oh i saw the ship you know i said no you that's that's all you know you read the bible and you talk about ezekiel and the, the spinning wheel and people say oh that was a ufo and that's what an angel looks like that's what an angel really likes they don't have wings they don't look like like little chubby babies or the cherubim they're like these spinning uh gyrosphere looking things with like a hundred eyes that they're Mm -hmm. called the watchers and then you get into the the neophem and the The seraphim yeah the seraph the order of angels yeah all that stuff that's the aliens you know and they say well what about the reptiles you know what about david ike and and the reptilians from from planet draco which is in the constellation of orion yeah i knew about that in 2003 I read uh, 
Children of the Matrix and uh, all those other books by David Icke, you know, but sometimes I, I, I don't know about that. That's a whole other thing. But I think that once again, we're talking about demons. Yeah. And I like I like David Icke's take on it because um, he mm -hmm. does. Uh, yeah. Sometimes he talks about them in a physical form. But a lot of times he relates more to the fact that they are like these archonic figures, these interdimensional beings that are manipulating, you know, like the light frequency that we're perceiving. So that they might not be physical in this realm. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of David Icke because of that, because he doesn't stick hard to the material. These are aliens from another world, even though he does talk mm -hmm. about that. But then he also bridges that into these are like interdimensionals. So, oh, yeah. Well, well, what I was saying though, the point I brought that up was, is I was trying to, I was trying to, quote unquote, red pill uh, people about that. Like I said, you know, 17, 18 years ago, and people, and here's here's the other thing that's that's interesting because it, it it's it's relevant to what's going on right now, in the current you know political uh, sphere of things, is I would tell people this kind of stuff, and they were like younger, obviously at the time, but they were in their twenties. And they would identify as liberal or left-leaning. And they ate it up. They loved it. Mm -hmm. they, they always wanted to hear more. They didn't call me a right-wing conspiracy theorist. They didn't call me racist or anything. One of the greatest things that the left or the, the, the Marxists or the, the whatever you want to call them, one of the greatest things, because I'll give credit where credit's due, is that they managed to convince a whole group of people, millions of people, that if you believe in anything strange, that that somehow makes you a Republican. Right. Yeah, you're they flip a white the supremacist now just because you don't follow whatever narrative the mainstream media yeah. is putting out. Yeah. Well, I remember the granola munching, you know, co-op grocery store type liberals from the <laughs> early 2000s, and it was beautiful. Yeah. They were anti-vax. They were anti-vax. They were pro-Infowars. They all loved Alex Jones because he was talking shit about George Bush. Mm -hmm. you see so that's what i'm trying to say we saw this shift around the time that the occupy movement ended in 2011 2012 now why did the occupy movement suddenly fall out of favor because they started naming the bankers and they mm -hmm. said it was the bankers it wasn't it wasn't about race it wasn't about gender it wasn't about any of that crap and if you study Google Analytics, you'll see that in 2012, there was a huge non-organic, non-grassroots spike in search terms like Black Lives Matter, um, trans uh, rights, all this. And they shifted it and they said, okay, we're going to make it about skin color and what's between your legs and what you identify as based on how you perceive gender and all that crap. And it took the heat away from Goldman Sachs from Rothschilds, from all the bankers, from the international banking conspiracy. And we haven't recovered since because then Trump came in and they used Trump as a catalyst. And then they were like, okay, we're going to convince all these open-minded people that if you don't go along with this, this new program, including whatever else they saw coming, because then you saw like the whole thing with Keck and Pepe and the whole, you know, um, meme magic. Mm -hmm. as they called it you saw an explosion of that on youtube and then you started seeing people getting kicked off of youtube they loved like i mean alex jones had been on uh youtube since the beginning of youtube i mean i remember listening to his radio show in the late 90s 
and they just were like, okay, there's something going on here because they started talking about Moloch and they started talking about spirit cooking and they started talking about all this stuff that was fresh and exciting. It was getting people interested in what the hell is really going on around here. And then they're saying, oh, let's tell them aliens are real. Let's tell them that, yeah, yeah. And then so they started pumping that to try to get people not to believe in the spiritual. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the aliens are going to be really great and uh, they're going to bring us new technologies and all this stuff. But personally, I think what they're going to do is they're going to fake an attack and then blame it and then we can have another endless war. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Well, see, I, I, for a long time, and even to this day, I mean, it depends on what day you ask me, I guess, right? But uh, I, I used to think that 100% Project Bluebeam was like the next big false flag coming down the pipe. Um, now I see a lot more of this chatter about this, you know, climate crisis, quote unquote, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm not sure if it'll be the Bluebeam or if they're going to just try to skip over that and just go straight to climate lockdowns and all that stuff, or maybe a mix of both somehow. But God bless... Uh, Alex Jones, because even to this day, he still sticks to the interdimensional psychic vampires, as he calls them. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you can call them whatever you want. I think that there, I think that there is something to that. And you see that in other, in other civilizations and other um, societies where they do talk about vampiric type entities. Now we don't necessarily have to think about, you know, um, like Bela Lugosi or, uh, you know, Vlad Dracul you know, like Dracula. Right, right. Type vamp Energy vampires. vampires. Yeah. Vampirism is in the sense of uh, an entity or a being that feeds off of energy or a life force, like what we, what we call uh, louche, which is mm -hmm. like fear, negative energy. And I remember David Icke talking about how that was why we have all this strife and we have all this war and it, it makes people really stressed out and they feed off of that negative energy. Yep. And I think I think there's definitely something to that. Stealing your louche, like uh, Sam Tripoli always says. Yeah, and you can see that even with just on a on a on a level of how you interact with your friends and family. You never notice there's those people that just seem to really feed off other people's drama. Mm -hmm. You know, they always they always want to be there for you when you're having bad times, because then they they have a position of like, yeah, you come to me when you're having a bad day. But then it's weird. It's ironic. They don't want to be around you when you're doing good because they're jealous. Yeah. And it's like this misery loves company thing. And uh, but anyways, we're getting a little off subject. The point of what I'm trying to say is I got to hand it to him for basically convincing people not to look behind the curtain. That if you look behind the curtain, you're a racist or you're a homophobe or you're a transphobe or, you, you, you know, like it's, it's, just, it's crazy. It's crazy because I remember when the left was all about that kind of stuff. And the right was actually the ones that were closed-minded. You know, the Bush supporters and stuff like that, they didn't want to hear about how 9-11 was an inside job. It was the left that wanted to hear about how 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah, 100%. Or that there was, or that there was no planes at all. 100%. And that's a, and that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I was going to say, we go deep on that. <laughs> yeah. And, we can, and we, I can go back and talk. We can talk about the old stuff, the old conspiracy theories, the old... but. I know that you brought me on tonight because you want to talk about the new paradigm or this new emerging thing. And that's the thing about it is it's so new. I don't even know where I'm still learning things about this. All I know is something doesn't add up. And I think 
the problem is, is it goes back to biblical because there's evidence of mud floods in the Bible. There's evidence of giants. There's and we don't even know everything because a lot of books were taken out, like the book of Enoch mm-hmm. and um, the apocryphic texts or whatever they're called. The, um, and then we have, we just have things that are taken out. But my stance is all history is actually biblical. And they say, well, Christians only think that the earth is uh, 4,000. And it's like, that's not true. And they go, well, they, they say that it was that the, that the whole world was created in six days. And I said, you, you, you don't understand symbolism. That's not a day. It's not 24 hours. When right. he says, oh, on the first day, the, the Lord created. Well, how do we not know that those don't represent millions of years? Exactly. That's what I always say. Yeah. One day, you know, in the biblical sense could be a million years for sure. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing too, is you got to think about is all the symbolism is because a lot of people were illiterate. So we had to create these stories and allegories and, um, and tales to kind of remember things. So we look at like the flood or we look at um, the fallen. Okay. So when you go back and you look at uh, Sumerian, uh mythology or sumerian creationists we talk about um marduk and uh this is the other one marduk and uh tiamat tiamat oh thank you yes how do okay yep the asteroid belt yeah so tiamat was like um was a watery body that was in the sky and then it fell to the earth and it created the tigris and the euphrates river which would have caused the flood that we talked about with with noah and these these stories about floods and they they keep coming around again so um kind of like even atheists who just like to try to disprove the bible they'll say oh well this is proof that the bible's fake because they're just copying stories from older civilizations and they don't understand it gets upgraded it gets revised it gets retranslated it's the same story it's still it's still i mean i'm open mind in the sense that i'll tolerate people i'm not like um exclusionary but i have my personal beliefs and my personal belief is that there is intelligent design and it's not aliens because that's the other thing is these people they'll believe in aliens they'll believe in everything except god They'll say, oh, we're, we're, we're in a video game right now, like the uh, hologram simulation theory. And I've had people run that on me. And I said, that doesn't make any sense, man, because if we're fake, if we're, the pro- if we're like a computer program, then why would the program have programmed us to be aware of it? Mm. And they go, oh, well, we're, we're breaking through. And I said, that's impossible. They would just make it impossible. If our role here was just simply to be a video game for some higher intelligence, they would have programmed it differently so that we would have no way of figuring that out. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of on the fence about <clears throat> this particular thing. Cause I, like I've come across uh, documents that say like in the gateway process uh, documents, they talk about the universe is a hologram. Your mind is a hologram. And then I talked to people like Micah Dank had him on the show and he does his whole astro theology uh, presentation but it's all of those things still lead me to believe that there is an infinite creator that would have created the sky clock that would have created whatever type of holographic universe we live in. So like, I'm kind of like in both camps with that one, you know what I mean? Sure. And I can respect, I can respect being open-minded and doing some research and everything, 
I'm just saying, personally, until I see better evidence, I'm I'm totally convinced that there is a um, an organic nature to this that we have souls and that there is some type of afterlife that there's other dimensions but they're not created by our technology it wouldn't even be fair to call it technology it just is the nature of, of things mm-hmm. and i have yet to see a real picture of these supposed planets that we that we talk about mm-hmm. and i'm starting to believe more in the theory that the stars <clears throat> are a lot closer than we're than we're being told and this whole flat earth thing you know uh I haven't really seen a lot of proof that we're on a globe. And I know that's another thing you, that's where you lose people. And there's this uh, saying I just saw where they call it the, the agent Smith or the Mr. Anderson theory or something like that. And that's like from the matrix movie or something. Right. And it's the concept or it's the idea that once you're talking to a friend and everything's going okay. And then you, you bring up something a little bizarre and then all of a sudden they go into like NPC mode and they start telling you that you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And it's that ingrained behavior that they're taught to like not be open-minded, you know, and say, "Oh, like we went to the moon." Of course, we went to the moon. Wait, we, we, you you actually think we didn't go to the? Oh, you're one of those people. And then they break down. Yeah. And it's like, uh, well, if we went to the moon in 1969, how come we can't go in 2021? Yeah, I call it the fluoride stare. Yeah, the fluoride stare. Yeah, I've heard. I've, yeah, I've, I've gotten that <laughs> before. You know, and I. People tell me that I'm that I'm nuts and stuff, and I'm like, hey, look, I'm not. It's like you know, and you see that a lot with with what's going on now with this uh, medical emergency. I don't know if you want me to say the naughty uh, word. You can, we can say vaccines all day on this show, bud. Okay, so that's what we're seeing now is with that too. Is it, and I I thought about it, and I said, okay, what's going on here with people not believing the doctors who are saying like, hey, it's not that big of a deal or whatever. It's like saying, hey, I'm not illiterate just because I can read different than you. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. trying to say that we're stupid for knowing more than them. And do you see the kind of perversion that that is? It's like people who've studied it more and doctors who've come out and said, hey, um, I think we're kind of like overreacting a little bit here. And then they go, oh, do some. Re-. It's like, what research have you done? You just watch the news. Yep. It's like, yep. here's a doctor, here's a guy who specializes in, in virology, in infectious disease, and he's saying, like, chill out with the vaccines. Well, it's like that oh. meme that's floating around that's like, you know, it's easy to say that science is settled when you when you censor all the other scientists that don't agree or whatever the fucking meme says, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like, okay, so you go to somebody and say, hey, look, what's a bigger deal, um, COVID or HIV? And they say, uh, 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 HIV, I think, right? Like, like, like they don't know, but they just like assume. It's like, yeah, okay, sure, right, probably, right? Well, when that was going on, it's still out there. Why are we fucking? Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't people not have sex then? If, if we're going through these extreme measures, like we got to wear like cloth on our face and we got to do all this crazy stuff and shut down businesses and ruin the world economy for like a super cold, then why the hell didn't we tell people to stop having sex for AIDS? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, because HIV is more deadly than COVID. 
but anyways, I know we're supposed to be talking about mud floods and, and inheritors and the reset civilizations. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a hell of a lot about the mud flood because I wasn't there to, you know, see what's going on, but there was definitely something like that. And we can see that in Pompeii. And there's a theory that Pompeii was actually newer than we're told and that it didn't happen in the 1400s or the 800s or whatever they say it happened 18 or no suppose i think the official story is that pompeii where those people got buried in the ash and all that mm -hmm. stuff in italy was like 870 was it 870 ad something they, they make it like it was like ancient history and then i watched a video where a guy said no i said he thinks it happened in the 1700s because there was no uh, they say, oh, there was no, Pompeii was a lost city. They didn't even know that it existed until they discovered it in the late 1800s. And this guy, he found a map from the 1600s and it clearly says Pompeii right on it. Yeah, it says uh, the official narrative anyways is 79 AD is when Mount Vesuvius AD. erupted. Yeah, here. that's it. That's it. It was super old, right? Mm -hmm. But it was a lost city. In other words, the official story is, is that there was no evidence of Pompeii until it was discovered. The ruins were discovered. And people are like, no, there's maps that that show it existing. Right. It, which is also before, interesting because it before was... Before it got buried. Yeah, it's interesting because it was a Roman city. And if you get into like these buildings that have been dug up from the mud flood, a lot of them are built with this Roman architecture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then it's also interesting that they dug up Pompeii, right? However old it, it is or isn't, right? Like the, the idea that they dug up this old Roman city and then you think about them digging out old Roman architecture from the mud flood here, you know, even in the States, it's like, hmm, is that a bit of predictive programming right there? Yeah, and that the thing too is with the resets, I'm starting to see and a lot of other people figure this out. It is every hundred years, more or less. Mm -hmm. It's not a hundred years on the dot, but we do see major changes every hundred years. So now, so we're in 2021. So a hundred years ago was a couple of years after the end of World War One, and after the, the end of World War One, we saw huge changes in the Industrial Revolution had happened already. All this kind of stuff. And so people ask me a lot on the YouTube and sometimes even on the Instagram, they say, well, who are the inheritors? Because I've done videos about the inheritors and my whole theory about these people from basically since the invention of, of modern photography, we see people all dressed the same and they have this kind of behavior like they don't know where the hell they are, what the hell they're doing. And I pointed out and a few other people point out that when you look at pictures of the beach, they never have towels. Like no one has beach towels and they're like mm -hmm. hanging around the water and they're wearing suits and they all have like the women all and they say, Oh, there was modesty laws. And I said, that's not true. That's not true. People have this misconception that prior to the sixties that we were all, you know, covering our ankles and we couldn't show our knee. It's all, it's all nonsense. You study fashion and you study um, it's all, it, it doesn't make any sense. What I think it is, is these people were not used to the sun. Okay. And they say, well, my great, great, great grandma. I say, did you meet her? Did you know her? They say, well, no, but my father and his father and his mother and, brother, and we go back. I say, prove it. You know, because I look at these videos and I see people, they look confused. They, they look like they don't even know what the hell they're doing. They're all dressed the same way. Like they were given a kit. 
and they were sent to, they were sent to North America. So you said something that's really interesting to me that they're not or that they weren't used to the sun. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that comes to my mind is like the golden age, right? When Saturn, the the original sun was the dominant figure in the sky. Is that kind of what you're getting at that maybe prior to the last reset that there was a different uh you know luminary i'll use the term luminary because i'm with you on not knowing if Mm -hmm. the planets are what they say they are but that that saturn the other luminary was the actual sun in the sky at the time rather than soul that we have as as our sun now no i think that that's i think that that's an alternative uh possibility but what i was actually thinking of is that they were bringing these people from eastern europe and western russia from mm-hmm. very like wooded areas, like in the Carpathian Mountains. And we saw like a lot of Czechs, a lot of Poles, a lot of Slavic people coming to the United States. Because what I'm talking about is like who was inhabiting Chicago, New York City, Baltimore, uh, places like east of the Mississippi in the early 1800s. We saw this huge influx of, of European immigrants and they were all assigned different names when they got to Ellis Island. A lot of people didn't even get to keep their original name. And we're taking people from villages that didn't have electricity. They've never seen a, a building really other than like a hut, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and then they were just given like a top hat and a suit. And, you know, and we hear these stories about these people, you know, but I've seen these, these old films and they look completely bewildered. Like they've never seen a big ocean. They've never seen um, just a lot of the things. And then, and this ties in with the whole Tartaria ex, uh, architecture thing is that we're told that all these buildings and stuff were built with, with horses and, and buggies, you know, and we're lifting these giant um, uh, granite, and and limestone with without any hydraulic just all pure manpower right and i think it's a fairy tale it just it doesn't add i don't have all the answers i never you, say i have all the answers but do you it just think doesn't that seem- that like this this great migration that you're kind of talking about has is kind of like with the uh the orphan trains thing yeah. that was going on at the same time mm-hmm. okay okay yeah I'm and people on. talk about that people talk about the orphan trains and i did a video about that too where i mentioned it with the incubators at the world's fair and all that kind of stuff. And they say, well, they were taking people from big cities and sending them out to farms in the Midwest. I say, yeah, but I also think that they were sending people from rural areas to the cities. Like they were going both ways. Like Mm -hmm. mostly we talk about the kids being taken out of New York city, you know, or they were literally orphans. They're living on the streets and they wanted a better life. Like that sounds great. That sounds really wholesome and everything. But I think there's something else too. I think that they were taking kids out of rural areas to populate the cities. And mm. we, see, we see that now too. We always hear about how it's so bad to live in the middle of America. It's so bad to live in the flyover states. And you need to get out of that small town and move to a big city. Why? You know, I, is, li- I live in California and I would rather live in a rural area right now. This is super interesting because, you know, I get a lot into the show. I get into like, you know, Agenda 2030 and like culling the population into smart cities and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like you're saying, you know, let's say these resets happen like every hundred years ish. Right. You know, now we're seeing um, just the other day, the World Economic Forum put out the great narrative to go along with the great reset. 
and the great mm-hmm. narrative is literally creating a new world narrative and right. it's just it's like they're doing another one of these resets i mean the great reset is it's what it's fucking called right it's like they're doing another one yeah. right now and it's like you said it's been a, you know a little over 100 years since the last one mm-hmm. or it's hard to say exactly when i think i you know but yeah i think that you're definitely no give or take i mean it, there's always a margin of error for sure but after world war one which was a little more because when did world war one officially in 1917 1918 something like that yeah something like that the armistice day i think i forget it might have even have been um well it wasn't 1919 but yeah it's about 100 years you know and that's when a lot of people started moving to these big cities like new york chicago st louis uh, baltimore philadelphia on the eastern seaboard you know i mean really when you think about it because you're on you're on the east coast right Mm -hmm. florida boy so that's kind of the old world as far as the united states of america because you have the 13 original colonies new england i mean you guys over there you actually have old stuff now over here on the west coast where i am we have spanish and we have native american but san francisco and los angeles seattle portland san diego i mean these are relatively new big cities mm-hmm. we don't have the re- we don't really have the rich history that the east coast has and yeah, I was you're not far... littered with star forts like we are over here right but on the other hand if you buy the tartaria thing we do have a lot going on here and that's the thing is san francisco to me is one of the most interesting cities in america as far as the tartaria thing goes now obviously new york has a lot of clues to that but san francisco is like the enigma because when you study san francisco it doesn't make any sense because you had the fire you had the 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 big fire after the supposed earthquake now when you look at the pictures of the fire in San Francisco, it looks like these modern fires. And then people talk about um, direct energy weapons, you know, do because we have like telephone poles intact. And then we have the whole city just, you know, in, in rubble. And then it was rebuilt in seven years and it was built up more than before the fire. And we see, um, buildings and nobody knows what the hell they are they're in the pictures before the fire and then after the fire they're gone but some people have been like well what the hell is that thing it looks like a giant spire what's that thing it looks like a giant uh monolith and everybody's like uh we don't know and they're like what do you mean you don't know and they say well there's no record of it but it was built before the fire so and then we have pictures from the 1850s the 1860s and they're there and they already look old mm-hmm. that's the thing the, the pictures of new san francisco that was supposedly built because of the gold rush and then we say well who who the hell built san francisco if everybody was off looking for gold in the sierra in the sierra mountains and they go well there was just so much money and there was so much this and there was so much that and it's like it just doesn't add up and like i said i don't have all the answers but I think that there was something going on here. And then, well, you know, like, what about the Native Americans? And it's like, well, I'm glad you asked because the Native Americans do have tales of giant cities and they stayed the hell away from them. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they and even they, have tales of giants, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And they say, well, what about them? And they said, well, they stayed away. 
And they say, well, what do you mean they stayed away? And they say, well, they didn't write things down. They had oral tradition. And that's the problem that we, it's, it's kind of a shame that they weren't more into like making books because then we'd actually have a lot more uh, transposable information because you, are, you have to go down and those guys are dying off left and right. The ones that know the old stories of, of what was going on in the, in the Southwest mm-hmm. in places like New Mexico and Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Nevada, California. And, you know, they find skeletons that are of Caucasian that are older than the native Americans. So I'm not trying to ruffle anybody's feathers, but the, the truth is, is that the, what we call the Native Americans are not Native Americans. We know that they came over from the land bridge over the Bering Strait, what we call Alaska now, from Siberia. But there was people here before them, and there's proof. And I'm not talking about Vikings either. Vikings were just explorers. There was people of European, Caucasian descent in the Americas before the tribes. Yeah. And that's some super interesting stuff too. Um, you know, even getting into like the upward mig- the Northern migration from like Central America and South America, you know, like in, uh, mm-hmm. in the, uh, Yucatan, you know, there were, I mean, the people are always like, where did the Maya go? You know? And, and some people are like, Oh, the aliens took the Maya. And I'm like, no, uh-huh. dude, they migrated North, you know, and they mm-hmm. had been migrating North since, I mean, like somebody planted, the Amazon. The Amazon is a food forest and it was designed and planted. I mean, they've, they've done the studies to show that the soil, you know, was made by people. It wasn't just a natural soil. You know what I'm saying? And then you get into like the Olmec and then just the fact that there was seafaring civilizations long, long, long before what we thought was the case, you know, because forever it was 13,000 years ago. That's when you know, man set foot on the North American continent. And it's like, well, no, hold up, because now we're finding out that that's not the case at all. And then getting back to the Native Americans in these mounds that they're digging up, and they don't dig up a lot of them, you know, obviously, but the ones that they've dug into these mounds, they find, you know, 14 foot tall giants buried in these mounds, hundreds Mm -hmm. of them, you know what I mean? So it's super interesting. Yeah, they don't want us to think that that we were descendant of giants or that there were giants on this earth because they'll distract you with little green men you know it's just so much easier to have people believe in something that that doesn't exist come from it's also interesting that the the bone wars, the great bone wars, when they started discovering dinosaur bones was right at the end of mm-hmm. 1800s as well. So it's like right in the mm-hmm. same timeline of this last reset. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. I don't, I don't believe in dinosaurs. Me like, either. and I, you know, and yeah. And you lose people on that too. And you go, you know, those are all fake, right? And they go, what do you mean? I go, you, you go to the museum. It's all composite. It's like 1% bone fragment. It's like they find a tooth mm-hmm. and then they like come up with this like 65 foot tall Tyrannosaurus Rex based off of a tooth. Yeah. You it's, know, it's my theory that they're actually digging up the Nephilim and they might find mm-hmm. some bones of a Nephilim, like maybe let's just say like a femur bone, right? That's obviously from a giant and they can't mm-hmm. tell us that. So they're just like, oh, this is a fucking rib from a pterodactyl or whatever the hell, you know what yeah. I mean? 
Yeah. Well, you know what gets me about the with the with the with the giant thing is those those steps that you find. You might know uh, better than me what exactly where they are, but you find them all over the world. Those giant stairs where like a, a human would have to jump up and like climb up it. Like you can't mm-hmm. walk up them. They're like giant walls to us. Yeah, but they're all over the place. Literally a giant staircase. And and somebody built them like that. It's like why? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then the, the giant doorways and all that kind of stuff. And then another thing that you get into when you start studying the mud floods and the Tartaria and all that kind of stuff is the fireplaces. Now, mm. I don't know if you guys talked about that on the World's Fair one, but the theory is they're actually using um, uh, an ancient technology, but what we would consider radioactive. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it uh, it's not uh, cadmium or barium it's that radioactive uh, substance that gives off heat mm-hmm. and you look at old advertisements from the 1800s and they were actually advertising as a heat source and then we get into the theory that the radiation poisoning is a myth that people can actually handle a lot more radiation than we're told and the reason it's being suppressed is because it would be a much more efficient energy source um and there's been stories about people who worked in the early early advancements in nuclear technology and there was a guy and he he never got cancer and he would swim around in the in the where they put the cooling rods he would eat it yeah he would is eat that, uranium that, yeah and he he didn't and he didn't die mm-hmm. what's up with that so and then well speaking of stuff like that there's like a chamber in one of the pyramids where there's a depiction of a light of a thing that looks like a light bulb mm-hmm. and it's in a chamber where fire can't breathe but it's completely dark so they said well they had some type of light source that didn't need oxygen something like battery powered and then of course we know about the baghdad battery which is like vinegar and copper and it conducted a, a, a form of electricity right and that and that ties into antiquitech and Antiquitech is another element or another aspect of the Tartaria thing. So why I think that there was that hit piece put out by Bloomberg, I don't know if you know about that, where Bloomberg talks about Tartaria. Mm, I don't think I saw that, no. Yeah, I did a video about it. And uh, so basically last year, Bloomberg Magazine, they had a whole hit piece about, um, about Tartaria. And they said, all these people are crazy. They think that there's an ancient civilization called Tartaria and that the buildings are older and it's like when they start putting out articles like that you know that you're doing something right Mm -hmm. you know you're because they wouldn't waste their time but anyways it went on about that and that but what i think that they're ultimately trying to cover up is the technology see like they don't really care if people think that the buildings are old or this or that but what 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 it's like what is it going to lead to if it's proven to be valid oh we could be using electricity in a more efficient way that doesn't uh require people to pay for it yeah like free energy i I mean that's what Mm -hmm. i always think when you see like these spires and these domes on these you know uh, old buildings you know it makes me think that it's definitely some sort of like resonant 
you know, or uh, electromagnetic. I don't even know. I'm not an engineer, so I couldn't really say what it is exactly. But it always makes me think that this is some form of free energy device, whether it's the, mm -hmm. you know, the giant cathedral buildings or even the pyramids or whatever it is. It just seems like that that is something. And then they're always on these ley lines, right? It's like they're using the geomancy with the architecture. So the buildings themselves mm -hmm. are built with very specific sacred geometric patterns and like the star forts and these kinds of things and they're always placed right on where this this earth grid is you know mm -hmm. yeah and, that, and that's the thing is that all this stuff sounds really crazy especially as somebody who is just stumbling upon this podcast or some video on youtube or something like that it really it really rocks their world and they they have this kind of syndrome and i saw it when i would try to explain this kind of stuff to people a long time ago and then they feel kind of initiated and then they get kind of, um, they, they just want to dive into everything. I didn't ever had that problem because I was gradually eased into this world because my father, my late father, he, uh, he taught me a lot of this stuff and he had a lot of weird books and he knew a lot of weird stuff. And I just gradually started absorbing this kind of stuff. So when this whole thing kind of exploded about, you know, esoteric knowledge and, and, and what's this and, and all that uh, Pizzagate stuff and, uh, uh, you know, satanic ritual abuse. I remember that. I remember the satanic panic. And people go, oh, yeah, it was so silly. They were trying to blame Ozzy Osbourne for this. And I said, I said, no, they didn't go far enough. They were on the right track. And that's why it got about why I got turned into like a, a silly little thing. And they said, oh, these, these silly Christians want to censor music. No, it's because people were finding out about the satanic ritual abuse. Mm -hmm. And that ties in. See, the, the listeners are going to think we're going off subject. I'll tie it all back around and, and come full circle. The ancient civilizations were practicing the same demonic sacrifices. And I think that that's part of the reset um, theory or the reset cycle is bearing the evidence. In other words, make it seem like the previous civilizations and rulers and this and that are immune from prosecution because, they, oh, that's ancient history. Right. They were just barbarians back then. Yeah. Right? yeah, they didn't know any better. They were crazy worshiping these crazy gods. Well, I postulate that the worship of these quote-unquote crazy pagan barbaric gods never stopped it was just handed down generation to generation and that's once again that's where you lose people see hillary clinton is like she's like still alive so it's fun to make fun of her or john podesta is this like villain or or what's the guy who supposedly died but he didn't die you know epstein mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and then like we that. can throw <laughs> we can throw them under the bus we can feed them to the wolves and say, okay, problem solved. He's dead or this or that or whatever. But in the old world, we were doing that kind of stuff still. And it's, it was like Moloch was like an owl in some circles, but in other circles, he was a bull. And yeah, we would put children inside of a big brass uh, idol. And we would sacrifice children to Moloch. Now, what do you think's going on nowadays with, you know, the modern uh, education system or the modern entertainment, uh, you know, 
Like, look what happened. Everybody's talking about that Travis Scott thing. That was a ritual. Mm-hmm. Well, we never stopped. We yeah. never stopped having the damn rituals. It's not yeah. a big deal. And once you realize that that's what's really going on, then you can move forward and not be scared of it or anything. But you ever notice the thing about, about ritual abuse is you start talking about it and people get real quiet because they don't want to think it's true. And that's why it's been going on for so long is because people refuse to think that humans are capable of it. Yeah. It's the cognitive dissonance thing, you know, and I talk about that a lot on the show and I, and I, you know, you're actually not going to throw any of my listeners off. I don't think because, um, you know, I've gotten into a lot of this stuff where, you know, we've brought up how they've dug up these mass ritual burial sites in like Carthage, you know, or in, in Central America and, that they are still doing it. You know what I mean? So uh, you're definitely in the right place to be talking about all this stuff. You might throw off one of my listeners, but for the most part, we're, we're all on the same page over here. So, well, and that, and that goes back to the Tartaria thing too, because what is what we call, um, uh, Roman concrete. Mm. You know about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, there's blood, there's blood in it. Right. You know, and when they dug up, um, when they dug up the uh, the London Bridge to send it over to Lake Havasu, Arizona, you know, which was kind of weird in itself, but that's that's what happened. You know, they took the old London Bridge and moved it to Arizona. Um, they found skeletons in the foundation, baby skeletons. That goes back to the Great Wall of China, even. I mean, and that's yeah. not even a secret. Yeah. I mean, most people, most no. of us, even learned that in school. That was like one of the yeah. few things like this that we learned in school was that in the Great Wall of China, they would they would bury the well, they they would just say that they buried the slaves in there, but you know. No, I think they were sacrifices. Exactly. And 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 I could understand the Great Wall of China. You could get that past an army. They probably believe that you know this and that, especially nowadays with what's coming out with China's human rights you know violations. But why the London Bridge? You know. And then we talk about um, Elizabeth Bathory. I think was her name. She was like a Hungarian. Uh, baroness and she was the one who supposedly killed like hundreds of of uh virgin uh girls and bathed in their blood oh yeah yeah and then there was like a black metal band called bathory they like were named after her you know mm-hmm. um that's all old world shit that's all old world like and i'm not saying that there isn't anything to it hey maybe bathing in the blood of virgins does keep your skin good i wouldn't know but if somebody's doing it nowadays, it's going to be the people who are suspected of doing it, a.k.a. Lady Gaga, uh, Madonna. Uh, what's the other one that always comes up when we start talking about this crap? Um, uh, Oprah Winfrey. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like these famous people. And like, it's how we it's kind of how we rationalize being a, a nobody, being a common person is we say, well, they must be up to something no good. And then people go, oh, you're just jealous, this and that. And then we go back and hit me and say, well, do you think that this person did that? And they go, oh, yeah, that person was horrible. And it's like, well, what makes you think that we all of a sudden stop doing stuff like that? Like one day, just like a light bulb, and then like, oh, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Or, oh, I mean, shit. That, I mean, that's where like just the idea of the adrenochrome comes from, is from that 
Baroness you're talking about or people like Vlad mm-hmm. the Impaler, you know, like these people who, I mean, there's, I mean, again, the history books are probably fabricated to all mm-hmm. shit, but in the history books, right, they even say that these people were doing these these blood rituals, whether it would be drinking or bathing or whatever it was, and that is what the adrenochrome situation is now. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And people want to try to say, oh, well, it was just it was just this one guy and he's gone now and everything's look, if we put as much effort as we did into climate change or coronavirus or uh, this whole thing with the gender rights and all this crap into finding out who is kidnapping kids and ritualistically sacrificing and and harvesting their adrenal glands, you know, their pituitary gland, wherever it comes from. Why? Why are why why do we care more about some uh, kid in uh, Wisconsin defending himself, you know, against a mob? Like everybody's talking about this trial, mm-hmm. you know, it's because. Once you start talking about the old world, now I don't want anybody to think we're getting too off subject because I do want to stick to the old world and I can come back on and we can talk about it again. But the point is, is that it's not that old of a world. It's just we have technology now. We have cell phones and computers and self-driving cars and all this crap. But the esoteric knowledge, the, the lust, the violence, the primordial just... Um, just the whole that whole essence of what it is to like strip somebody down to their core being and what do you have you have the urge to reproduce the urge to inflict violence upon people when you're angry greed right all these like things we're never gonna why would we want to i wouldn't want to live in a in a world without violence i wouldn't want to live in a world without bloodshed that sounds like some type of like that's that sounds like hell like not like the christian hell but that sounds like some type of fa- like put up what put on the vr headset yeah you know, that's, that's, the, that's what they're doing that's what they're doing now the metaverse man it's like this dystopian you know uh or utopian future it's just it's a weird yeah, yeah it's very anti-human to think that we can do away with the things that make us human you know yeah no that's that's terrifying to me because the thing about the thing about violence is it's a misunderstood word. Everything worth the shit is violent. Storms are violent. A hurricane, a tornado, an earthquake, a wildfire. A wildfire is its own ecosystem. Um, having sex is it's an act of violence, but it creates love. That's why we call it making love because we make a child. Mm-hmm. So we made we made love, but it's a violent act. We have penetration. We have exchange of body fluids, bleeding, you know, all kinds of, of, of what we perceive as violent. So that's obviously the next step is to get rid of the womb and, we, and replace it with the artificial womb. Mm-hmm. Because having sex, oh my God, no. You can just have children. Oh no, we got to get, you got to go to the doctor. You got to get tested. You got to get approved to breed. We can't and they're actually these. pushing this too. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like this androgynous human, uh, you know, future human, you know, this transhuman androgynous type being, you know, and I think that a lot of the, the trans movement is kind of pushing for that. And I'm not saying like, you know, 
all of that is, but there's definitely like an underlying message or push using like the, the trans movement to push us into this transhumanist movement. You know what I mean? Yeah, because those with gender dysphoria feel left out of the birthing process. So they're like, oh, we don't call them mothers anymore. We call them birthing people. Yeah. We don't call it breastfeeding. <laughs> we call it chest feeding. It's uh, all a bunch of demonic nonsense. Yeah, dude. Because that is the, that's the core essence of, of, of what we call uh, Satanism. And I don't mean in like the Levian sense of the like Church of Satan or the uh, Temple of Set or any of that kind of, that's a whole other conversation. But what I mean is perverting nature. Yeah. The divorce, the divorce from nature. You know, I follow a lot of strange accounts on, on the Instagram. There's people that talk about walking around barefoot to soak up the energy of the soil. Grounding. You know, they call it grounding. Yeah, exactly. And I can get with that. Like, I know, I know a little bit about that. I did that. I, know it's, I did that for yeah. a year, a whole year of my life. I didn't wear shoes. Did you see a, a change? Did you see a, a positive, uh, you know, benefits? Um, I think I did. I believe I did. But you see, like this was a few years back what like what you were saying mm -hmm. earlier you know the the i used to be very liberal in the classic sense right i was one of those that you were talking about earlier i was a real liberal right i was a real lefty i was a hippie no shoes no vax no pharma all that stuff and then seeing the shift you know turned me off to it 100% you know and I, but i still have those same beliefs that i had then but now i'm just considered like a fucking white supremacist or something it's weird you know yeah. what i mean no it's strange right you there yeah i'm here sorry all right yeah no it's strange because i i like i said i don't know if you've ever visited california before but um a long time ago i, I hung out with a lot of people that were considered you know liberal i guess you know i mean they were vegan they were they're anarchists i hung out with like anarchists mm -hmm. and there was no talk about gender and there was no talk about race there was no such thing at least in that circle about there was no talk about systemic racism about critical race equality equity any of that stuff all it was was being against big corporations and and modern medicine and I knew Christian anarchists, like right. they believed in Jesus Christ, which is awesome, but they did not recognize the state. They said, God is like, the, so they were like without masters, you know, without leaders, which is what, you know, anarchism uh, translates to. Literally, it means without masters, except for Jesus Christ. So, and that was like hard for me to, it wasn't hard, but it was strange to comprehend because it was it was a new concept but i met somebody who was raised that way since he was a kid he was raised in the church but he was he was raised as an anarchist and now he's totally like go get your booster and and it's like sometimes i want to reach out to him and say what what happened to you man like what happened to the christian anarchist like how come and that's the thing with the punk rocks i mean don't even get me started with the punk rock thing like they are all trying to get people to fall in line yeah right like rage against the machine saying you got to be fully vaccinated to go to the show it's like dude you guys got rich and famous off of literally raging against the machine and now you're over hey, here i oh. always knew they were bullshit i mean yeah. I, I knew they were bullshit when i was a kid 
yeah, I, they're, they're signed to Sony. For sure. I mean, me too. But you know, it's just like the concept yeah. of it, right? You know, and, and I'm a big metalhead, so a lot of my favorite bands, you know, like System of a Down, even right. System of a Down was really big, uh, fighting against the system, at least in the music, you know. And now they're on the same page too. And I'm just like, come on, man! Like, where you got? Where's the consistency in thought here? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I I used to play in some black metal bands and stuff in the early 2000s. Uh, so I, I know, I know about that. And I, that's another thing we can, maybe we can come on, you know, we should probably do a different, uh, episode where we talk about just music and the entertainment industry or something, how it's changed. Because I remember when metalheads were like more right leaning, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And now it's been totally paused and taken over. And it's like this like fluffy kitten thing. And I'm like, what the hell? Like you guys, you guys are like a walking contradiction. You hail Satan, love kitties, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Well, let me ask you, you know? this because I know you've you've got a lot of you got the Instagram. You're doing the the YouTube thing. Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Yeah, I've thought about it. I have some friends of mine who they're hip, you know, like they know what time it is, and we've actually talked about doing, you know, we've actually talked about doing whole like video uh, thing too. Not so much on YouTube because it'll just get censored, but mm -hmm. you know, there's other platforms like D live and, 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 uh, what's the other one bit shoot and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I'm kind of working through a thing right now. Some of my YouTube subscribers know this and, uh, people on the, on the telegram chat, the Patreon, like I'm, I'm in a kind of a legal battle right now, but once I get situated, I've actually thought about, yeah, doing a more regular type of thing because like, i i do see all right i mean to cut you off go ahead oh no i just i see i see the need for it. a lot of people are lost and a lot of people don't have a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to have like long friendships where they've talked about this kind of stuff like i've been talking about this kind of stuff with a few people close to me for over 20 years and we've always talked about weird just off the wall stuff so I take that for granted. I, I appreciate it. And I, I, I'm really grateful for it because I get a lot of comments on the YouTube and even on the Instagram sometimes where people are like, man, I wish I had someone to talk to. I love your channel. Uh, I can't talk about this kind of stuff with my family. And I, it's, it, it makes me sad that people don't have someone that they can talk to in person. And I think that that's actually one of the reasons why Old Scary World does so well on YouTube and, and on Instagram is because people out there looking for it yeah well i mean if you do do a podcast man i, I have a lot of people who would definitely talk to you i mean i'm looking at some of uh the people who follow you on instagram right now like the mutual you know you can see like your mutual yeah. friends and some of these guys i mean like the great awakening uh great chakra awakening you know the uh, mm -hmm. goodness over darkness podcast yeah uh todd armstrong he's a great dude he's he follows you i've been on his show um he's been on my show expanding reality another one banger like they, they would love to be with you guys as well and there's a lot man matt from great deception you and him would probably talk for freaking days because he loves the old world stuff you know what i mean so if you ever get into and start your own podcast man hit me up because i could definitely plug you in with some some people that would kick you off and get you going pretty good with that too you know yeah, I'd love to love to be able to talk about this kind of stuff, and but and not so much the talking part because, like I said, I have people I can talk to in private conversation. But I want people to listen to this stuff and know, hey, like right now, if you're listening to this, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You're not schizophrenic. 
you're not a loser, you're not an incel, you're, not, you're just trying to figure out a little bit more than what they're willing to tell you on TV or Netflix or Amazon or whatever, you know? And I told people this was gonna happen. I predicted all this stuff and it's not because I'm some mystic or some guru or something. I, I'm not trying to elevate myself. I just, I see patterns emerging and I saw this green thing happening and that ties in with the reset and people were going to be begging for more control because they're going to have this false guilt. They're going to feel guilty for the animals or for this. Like I said, I'm a Christian. So I believe that the earth is temporary. The earth is not meant to be worshiped. I don't worship the earth. I worship Jesus Christ, God, whatever you want to call him. But I'm open-minded to that too. I think there's many paths to God, but we have to have a clear idea and a clear concept that what the Satanists, what the elite, what the Illuminati or whatever you want to call them, they want us worshiping the earth because then they can lock us down for that too. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a little too smoggy in LA. Better stay home. You can't open up your business today because it's a little too warm out that's coming yeah it sounds yeah. crazy but that's that's the next step i say this all the time man. that the the coronavirus lockdowns and all that was literally just a beta test for the climate hoax you know what i mean absolutely because the thing is is and here's 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 where i might lose some people but oh, we're, we're supposed to be talking about this stuff so i'll tell you the reason that they want to cool the earth and stop global warming is because they do not want Antarctica to melt. Okay. The ice wall. Mm -hmm. If Antarctica starts to melt and we can actually go there, I mean, they keep us from going there anyway. So I guess it doesn't make too much of a difference, but what they don't want is they don't want Greenland, what we call the North pole or whatever to melt they're, they're trying to create a terrarium you know what i'm saying if you want to mm -hmm. go down the, the reptile road these people are reptiles and they they're trying to create their climate and they need it to be a certain temperature or whatever you know and then we get into hyboria mm -hmm. you know what the romans called anything north of the roman empire what we would call like where the, because, you know, the, here's the interesting thing about Roman history, according to the official narrative, at least, is who was the only or who was one of the only peoples that the Romans could never conquer? I don't know. The barbarians. Mm, okay, they never yeah. got, the Roman Empire never got into Northern Europe, which they, what they called Hyperborea. You know, the, the, the Vistagoths, the Vandals, where we get the word vandalism from, the Saxons, the, uh, the Scandinavians, the Vikings. So what's up there? What's up in what we call the North Pole or the polar regions? Well, they won't let us go up there. You know, guys were exploring it in the 1800s. And there was that famous story. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, where the guy went and he found the, um, the, the top of the world, I guess you call it, you know, but if we're talking about a flat plane, then it would just be like, um, there is no North and South pole. Right. In other, in other words, we have our continents and then outside 
of the ice wall are the lost continents that were frozen. Okay, and we're going through a period where the sun is moving through the, uh, the tropics. Now, here's the other interesting thing. And some people might be, some of your listeners might be aware of this. We are still in the tropic of Cancer and the tropic of uh, Capricorn. Is it Capricorn? Capricorn. Okay. Well, we shouldn't. It's been over 3,200 years. The procession of the equinoxes, according to their own uh, star maps and stuff like that, if the, the constellations have shifted. So we shouldn't be in, why are we still stuck in those? in those tropics mm. in other words the maps are wrong by their own by their own science and their own understanding of i guess what you would call astronomy it's like we're still we're still there where's all the why do we only have two like what's the point of the other ones existing if we're never going to recognize that we're in them right <clears throat> shouldn't we have shifted so then we get into the theory that the sun is going through a cycle on the flat plane, right? And that those those areas that are covered in ice are gonna melt and we're gonna see the rest of the of the world. The extra terra. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's been it's been encapsulated, you know, and then we get into um space. Now when they shoot off a rocket, how come there's footage of these things getting knocked out of the sky? Because they can't break through the firmament. And people go, oh, that's so silly. You think we're under a glass dome. It's like, no, I don't think we're under a glass dome. It could be the asteroid belt. It could be the radiation. Like, but there is something keeping us from going into the true outer space. And they go, well, NASA. And it's like, that's all CGI. They never show you where the damn thing goes. You know, we, they go, we, well, don't, see. we don't trust NASA on this show. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know what NASA stands for? It stands for not a space agency. Yep. Absolutely, man. And, you know, listen, I'm in Florida. I'm like 20 minutes away from NASA. I can literally watch them launch these rockets from my house. I see them fly up Mm -hmm. and they always fly straight out towards the center of the Bermuda Triangle. And I've always said that they're launching these things into a, a location where they know that they're less likely to be seen hitting the ocean, you know, because... Mm -hmm that's what they're doing or they could be launching these things in into the bermuda triangle and that could be some sort of opening or portal into like maybe the hollow earth or something i don't really know but you know yeah they definitely curve out and they go straight over the ocean they're definitely not going up into what they tell us space is i know i mean yeah and that's that's a whole other thing we could have a whole other conversation about is like the moon doesn't even spin mm-hmm. the moon's just up we'll never see the dark side of the moon you know, and um, I didn't ever think about this before, but we got a uh, we got a lunar eclipse coming up, and I guess it's supposed to be one of the longest lasting lunar eclipses in a few hundred years or something like that. But I didn't think about this before. But somebody explained it to me. They're like, "You realize that the statistical uh, chances of having an eclipse like doesn't make sense that the sun and the moon are." the perfect size to create the, the, the types of eclipses that we have. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like it's that, that thing again about the proof of intelligent design because the chances that it would, that it would work out to line up like that and not just once in a great way. Well, I mean, we have a lot more 
eclipses solar and lunar than than we realize because we can't see them all in in you know the western hemisphere but they actually happen pretty regularly you know at least every few years or so there's some type of eclipse and yeah, i can't remember yeah. the exact numbers or anything like that but i just remember somebody explained to me like the moon lines up the official story the moon lines up with the sun blocks the sun and it creates an eclipse well the sun is supposedly 93 million miles away and then the moon is like what 700,000 miles away or something like that 230,000 230,000 excuse me you so see you see the chances of that happening how slim that is when you have this star that's 93 million miles away and then just the, the right amount of light hits the back of the moon and creates an eclipse yeah, I definitely subscribe more to the Vedic idea of nodes. I had a Crow Triple Seven. You familiar with Crow? Mm -mm. Uh, yeah, you would you would love him. He's the guy who filmed the lunar wave a bunch of times. Oh know. yeah, I've seen the lunar wave. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah that's a whole other thing. Yeah, huh? Yeah, I had him on the show and we talked about this. And that guy, man, that guy puts a lot of shit like that into perspective you know what i mean by the end of that conversation with him i was like wow dude and i and i had already i mean i've had david weiss on the show as well so i've already gone down those rabbit holes but talking to crow was like a whole other level of like damn you know what i mean yeah and like i said i mean it sounds like we're talking about something else and we are but to me it all ties back to the old world and that's kind of why i went with that name old scary world on youtube was because it's scary when you think about the old world and people don't really give it too much thought. They just say, "Oh yeah, that was uh, that was a long time ago." Uh, we don't, we don't like, we don't work. It's like, no, you gotta understand that that's where we came from, and we still carry on these and we're coming up on uh, the the saturn one the saturnalium or whatever they call it mm -hmm. uh, we'll call christmas now i think uh you know the worship of saturn yeah the saturn Roman, death cults uh, the saturnalia where yeah. everything was backwards Is that what it's called, Saturnalium? Uh, well, I, there's a lot of different terms for it, um, but yeah, I get into yeah, that yeah. a lot too. So you I'm know? saying that's all. That's all. Tech, everything's everything old is becoming new again, and we see that with the New Age movement. I always, I never understood why they called it the New Age movement. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm but yeah, the 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 point is, what I'm trying to say, is that it was about time that people started using social media to spread these ideas about um, the old world and these resets and all that stuff, because like I said, we had kind of exhausted the, the previous ones as far as um, we weren't the, um, it, was, it just seemed like it was time for something uh, fresh and exciting. And luckily YouTube and Instagram haven't really caught on to it yet because I think that that's the next thing that starts or any of this mud flood stuff. So it's kind of like a code word. And I'm starting to see more and more people like wake up to it. 
and then but i think that once they figure out that it's kind of a that it's kind of an anti-globalist thing at the same time because they see them as the perpetrators of of covering up knowledge then they'll start coming after people talking about that kind of stuff yeah for sure and it's oh, funny too because we're we're starting to lose connection again as soon as we get into that so it's like oh you know what yeah, i mean it's um, it, it's all good i mean it, it literally i'm not even kidding when i say this every time i get into like this level of conversation with somebody on these topics this happens and i have a feeling that it's the algorithms or something like they've they've got it they're starting to dial that in you know what i mean it's, it's like it's crazy man ghost ghost in the machine yeah for sure lucifer's technology that's what i usually call it but um well dude listen man this was really awesome i definitely want to talk to you again because you know i know we were going to get into like strictly mud flood stuff to begin with but i'm really glad that we kind of derailed and just broke a bunch of paradigms here because well that's kind of my point that's see that's what i'm trying to say is that the mud flood and the tartaria thing even admittedly by some of the biggest proponents of the theory are starting to i, I don't like to use the word admit because that sounds like there's some guilt but they're starting to acknowledge that it's an umbrella term for the greater understanding mm-hmm. of, of greater things that like it's kind of like i wouldn't i don't want to say dog whistle but that's kind of what it is is it's saying like oh you know about tartaria Oh, you must know a hell of a lot more than just that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not that it's off topic. I don't think it's off topic. So Mm -hmm. that's that's not necessarily what I meant. But you know what I mean? It's it's nice to get into like the broader spectrum of this umbrella. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And and just kind of like really crack down on a lot of these things at once. And that's kind of how I do the shows most of the time is I just kind of free flow. And we almost never stay on one particular track. You know what I mean? So it's nice. Oh yeah, no, I'm and I'm used to it because I used to have these kinds of weird conversations at you know donut houses and and twenty four hour diners. You know, back in the late nineties, early two thousands, there was always like these people you'd bump into, and then all of a sudden they'd want to talk about all kinds of just gnarly stuff. And so when I saw that kind of happening on like four chan and YouTube and stuff, and I found out, I said, okay, I said this is all like terra familiar. Like I can jump right into this. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing I want to start doing on the Instagram is start having more live feeds where I go through these old books that I have and just do the live chat thing and people and try to wake people up. Like I did, a, um, I did kind of a test run with this book that I have called the British Eda. I don't know if you're familiar with that book, No. but it, it basically talks about Thor and Adam being the same person and Jesus Christ and how there was evidence of what we call the Norse gods in babylonia mm. and how we're just repeating these cycles like um like saint george is the one who slew the dragon but so is thor and it goes into just how we've been um these myths have been handed down to other um you know civilizations and stuff like that but it's all biblical essentially it all originates from adam and uh you know, and the giants, it gets into all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I have a lot of, I have a lot of books that I want to read uh, during live streams. I want to take that into the YouTube channel too, and just start really kind of having like fireside chats and stuff like that. So there's definitely big things like coming for, for mud flood memes on Instagram and the old scary world channel on YouTube. So uh, I encourage anyone listening to, to go subscribe or go follow those accounts. 
Absolutely, man. Yeah, and I'd love to be a part of that sometime too. If you ever need a guest oh, yeah, or somebody absolutely. to talk to about it, man, I I love yeah. this shit, you know. So, like I said, I just got a lot of irons in the fire. I just had a daughter a couple months ago. Oh, congratulations, yeah. man. Thank you. So I'm, you know, and I'm working, I'm doing all this kind of stuff. But yeah, like all my free time is just investigating and then also coming up with dank memes. So it's the it's, memes it's are dank, kind of... dude. The memes are dank. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I appreciate man. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, i, I, appreciate I that. steal I some of your memes sometimes i share them on my facebook group so okay. you know but no uh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. memes should be sharing that's why i don't watermark them yeah I man think that that's kind of cringe to put the watermark so feel free to share yeah that's cool man well listen dude i really yeah. appreciate this um and like i said man any you know if there's anybody else you want to talk to like i said i got some plugs in the podcasting community so i can always get you on other shows or you know, put you in contact with people who would definitely love to go deeper into this. I would love to have you back on some point just to kind of get into more of the specifics of whichever topic we end up talking about, you know, but yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Yeah. This, this was awesome. One more time. If you want to just let everybody know where to find you. Yeah. So it's mud flood memes on Instagram, old scary world on YouTube and TikTok. And there is a Facebook page. Uh, I don't really post too much that, but it's there. And then also oldscaryworld.com where you can find merch, t-shirts, sweatshirts, all kinds of really just kind of, I just do that kind of one-off stuff, but it's it's definitely like clothes that you can wear to like flex on people. I got some flat earth uh, stuff and some um, just all kinds of, I got an all over print uh, crew neck sweatshirt with the Tartaria map on it. Uh, just all kinds of random stuff. And, it's always changing. So if you want to support what I do and help me out, you can go to oldscaryworld.com and buy some merch. And then also I have a telegram that you can find through the link on the Instagram. Actually, if you go to the Instagram, you can find links to everything. So I would say, yeah, just follow me on Instagram and then you'll find the rest of the links there. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll definitely check the merch out. I like, I like supporting people that I talk to. So I'll grab something from the store for sure. Oh, right on, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Well, like I said, man, this was a banger, dude. We'll definitely set something yeah. else up soon. And, uh, shit, man, I'd say that's all I got, but I know there's so yeah. much more, but well, I'll, we'll talk about it more next time. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Everybody else. You already know where to find all of our shit. Uh, links will be in the description. Be free out there, people.